Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. afternoon and good evening and thank you for joining us for another edition of the divination table i'm your host michael lennon and today's guest brother rj james is an experienced root worker bone reader medium and spiritual worker based in denver colorado he combines traditional practices with a modern approach using a combination of tools such as bone reading mediumship and spiritual work to help his clients and others find direction and get what they need or they want out of life Brother RJ is also the second half of the Skullbone Emporium, providing traditional conjure products, readings, consultations, and client-based workings. He's also the logistics coordinator for the Conjure Gala series. And on the topic of divination, Brother RJ prides himself as a reader of various methods, believing that it is a delicate art and not a perfect science, which requires a certain level of respect for not only the spirits, but also for yourself. So let me bring on our guest, Brother RJ. Michael, good day. Are you there? Can you hear me? I'm. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thanks for having me. I am so you know I'm so happy that I'm going to have you on because you know you know I'm also a bone reader. So you know when I was reading up on your stuff and I saw the bone reading, I was like, ooh, another one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there are a few of us it's uh quite a little community yes and it, and it seems to be growing at a very steady pace definitely i think the more and more people who are exposed to to it they just are just caught they're hooked i mean that's how it happened you know? for me i mean i go back to i saw a just a demo with michelle jackson and there's probably a picture of me on the internet somewhere just staring at her in awe and from then on it's just <laughs> been what it is <laughs> you know this similar things happened with me as well you know when i first started getting into the bones you know it took a little while to get out of my linear thinking and my linear state of mind from being a card reader for so many years 
But once I found the fluidity and the freedom, you know, that I think bones offer that I, I haven't found in any other system yet, you know, it, it, it just blows my mind. <laughs> you know, I approached it from a different standpoint, you know, Cards have always been something I've been able to read, but they were just never something that I had a lot of passion for. I think like most people, I started out with tarot and it just wasn't my thing, bounced around. And then, you know, my natural connection with spirit has something that's always been a huge part in my style of divination. And so when the connection that the bones have to spirit, it was just it was like I found water for the first time. I knew it's what I needed to do. And that's where the passion for it has been since. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, you know, the different ways that all the people that come to divination, regardless of what paths they, you know, they walk on spiritually, yep. you know, when you find that one particular system, you know, I read and I study and I learn lots because, you know, I love divination of all types. So, you know, whether it's cards or tarot or bones or charms, it, they all fascinate me. Not that I understand them all, because, you know, like I still, after 15 <laughs> years, can't read tarot for beans. But <laughs> I think one of the things that I enjoy most about the bones is the fact that they're completely individual for every single person. Yes, exactly. You know, you know and, and that, it's, there's a lot. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just, and, you know, within that personal touch, I mean, there is consistencies, I think, between most bone readers that certain things mean similar things but like it's your own stamp it's personal to every reader and that's huge i think in adding your own flair to that style it's phenomenal because it in a way it's like creating your own technique and your own style of divination without boundaries without you know a lot of the limitations or the very strict um rules as to how pieces play on each other, how cards add up to certain things. I mean, this is really, you know, something that touches every reader in a completely different way. And we could have the same sets and come up with completely different readings for the same client and still have very valuable information that that client still has to, you know, still needs to learn or needs to understand or see. Oh, exactly. And it's all about that message that needs to be heard right then at that moment or that piece can appear as something totally different to even its owner that it's never represented before just because of the message that's coming through. It's so personal. It is. And, you know, and I'm glad you brought that one part up because, you know, as diviners, you know, it's for me, it's a difference between divining and being a reader. We provide information that needs to be known at that particular time. And it's not always what a client wants to know it's more this is what you kind of need to know right now yeah it takes on its own flair and says hey look you know and i know you came looking for an answer to this but you know spirit is really saying this is where you need to pay attention well and i think too i mean there's a piece of that that when i would say that when some people go in to get a reading they're not i'm not going to say that this is always the case but sometimes they're not looking for the truth they want that little ray of sunshine to make their day better because they're in a hard situation. Well, the world is not always sunshine and rainbows. And so, and sometimes you need those harder messages to actually get you through whatever you're working with. And so that's the thing that appeals to me most in this type of system is that spirit talks. It's going to tell you what they want, when they want it and how they want it. And you take that information as it is and you either leave it or you keep it with you. And that's, I think that's a big difference in between, you know, divining and just being a reader. 
Right, because, you know, we don't – I – I'm very blunt a lot of times when I do readings and I do try to choose my words specifically, but it's still going to be blunt. It's still going to be, this is where you need to pay attention. You know, can't coat, can't sugarcoat it. Can't tell you it's all rainbow fart and unicorns because you know, life is not yep. like that. You know I mean? <laughs> look at the news that we have, you know, look at the news we have in today's society right now going on. I mean, we see it exactly. constantly and saying, I, I, I could love, I would love to be able to lift every single person up, and give them sweet, wonderful messages. But you know, it's not always going to happen. You know, it's like, you know, exactly. Shit happens. And I think and, too, it's, there's a piece of that um, that talks about your authenticity. And that's huge for me, any type of worker or reader or diviner is that there needs to be a honest approach to whatever it is you're doing. And you need to be able to come from your most authentic and pure self in order to be able to give these types of messages and not only hear them from two sides, but, try to like guide somebody on their process with that, given whatever that type of news is. It's not always an easy thing to do. And it's just, as long as I think your heart is in the genuine spot and you're doing it with the right methods, no matter what the message is, there's going to be a positive side to that on either end. Right. I mean, even delivering bad news, you know, still can help a client change direction, move to a better place in life. As long as we do choose, you know, how we word it, how we put it to, you know, how we put it to the actual client and follow up also with, you know, information on, you know, here's some things maybe you should focus on, you know, to help get yep, you exactly. past this, you know, because it's not just giving messages. Here's your message. Go home. Well, I'm all done. It's look, you know, here's your message. Here's some of the problems and the issues. Let's see if we can come up with a remedy. Let's see if we can come up with a solution to help get you past this and move to a exactly. new area in life. You know, so how did you get involved in divination? I mean, because I know that you are a, you know, a bone reader, a root worker, a medium, a spiritual worker. Uh, where did this all start <laughs> all for you? <laughs> I'm all over the place. Um, so I've been very lucky in to have grown up in a very welcoming family of spiritual gifts and workers and stuff like that. And so, but it wasn't actually something I started touching with and exploring more until my adult years, probably after my after I graduated college, um, it just kind of resurfaced after a while. I found a need to get back into who I was spiritually, and things just kind of spiraled out one after another. I was looking for a divination system that worked for me because I tried going back to tarot. It didn't work. I looked into, like, runes for a minute, and those didn't speak to me at all. I felt like a toddler <laughs> trying to read, I don't know, calligraphy, <laughs> and then bones just so happened, uh, and it's just been a thing ever since. I mean, I read Lenormand, which is something I'm very passionate about as well. The whole thing I for me well. in terms of divination is um, I joke that I'm not, excuse my language, I'm that motherfucker who you could spit on the ground for and I'll tell you what spirit has to say. For me, it's my relationship that, with spirit that has kind of given me the ability to divine on a multiple level of things. And so that's kind of where I've taken my approach with this over this year. It's never just been one secular tool. Um, but having been around and being in the presence of spirit multiple times, it's just kind of, that's the foundation of it. And as a professional worker, that's just the pathway that I walk down. And that's what brings me to where I'm at with dividing. If that answers your question. Yeah. <laughs> well, it does. Because you know what? I, I tell people all the time that, you know, I can pretty much read anything. I mean, I've done readings for people off of a bowl of goulash. And mm-hmm. what I've told them, they've come back. just like, how can you get all that from a bowl of macaroni? And I said, with, with anything, these are all tools. 
These are just tools that I use to enhance my connection with my spirits, my guides, my ancestors, whoever it is that I'm working with and calling upon that delivers these messages. So they will form, you know, images and pictures and, you know, lines and shapes in anything that I'm looking at, you know, and it's with the exception of tarot so far, (laughs) because tarot, I look at there's too much going on for me. That's the one system that, you know, I'm a rule breaker. Rules are hard for me. You know, I'll follow them if I have to, but I'm going to do everything I can to find a loophole. That's just the type of person I am. I, I understand and respect it as a system. It's not right for me, but in a pinch, damn right, I can do some divining on some tarot. It's just not my preferred method. Right. You know, mine, I, mine like I said, I, I couldn't grasp it for the life of me for 15 years. You know, I did watch one two-hour video on YouTube that was, you know, learn the tarot in two hours, and I kind of giggled and chuckled to myself, <laughs> like, yeah, right, 15 years, and you're going to do it in two hours. And, you know, that two hours actually really made a lot of sense, and I actually brought a lot, you know, to the cards just from that video because things kind of just clicked. But I still don't feel comfortable picking them up. I still don't feel comfortable. It's just my spirit is like, yeah, we just uh, – it's too much for me. There's too much in each picture going on because I came from a background of reading cards that were antique. They were from the 1850s and they were all black and white. There were no color whatsoever. So color for me, when I started doing, you know, like Lenormand's and the tea cards, color for me was a huge thing because I couldn't make heads or tails out of anything because I was distracted by all the color going on. And I think that was part of the issue that I had with tarot for the longest time is, you know, I'm a Scorpio. I see things in black and white. You know, I don't see a myriad of different colors. I see this is what it is or this is what it isn't. There's no real in between with me, you know. So when I started doing colors, it really shocked me, <laughs> you know, that, would that I had, up. <laughs> you know, cause I had, and then when I started doing the bones, it was even more of a shock because here I go from colors to now I'm looking at a 3d map. I'm looking at, you know, pieces on top of pieces on top of pieces, touching other pieces. They're upside down or they're reversed or they're talking or they're not talking. What is it that they're trying to tell me? What's the underlying? And it's like, you know, lifting and lifting things up and, I'm a Scorpio. You know, we love digging into things. We love getting (laughs) down to, you know, what's the base? What's the real cause of it? It's like the super sleuth. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, know, in regards to bones and the different layers, I mean, I think that's a big part of the experience, uh, whether you're receiving the reading or being the bone reader. There's just, there's a whole bunch of different levels that can be attached to it. There's obviously the tangible side of that you can touch and feel any of those bones, but then there's the other layer that you said yourself, um, if it's touching something, if it's speaking, if it's not. Um, I personally don't have a lot of pieces in my set that are quiet when they're facing a certain way. My whole set just talks. It's one very loud, straightforward. Sometimes when I hit you in the face with some news that you're like, where the heck did that come from? And you're crying and you're like, all right, I get it. But there's just so many layers to it. And I think that's, something that might be missed with certain card methods. I mean, I'm very passionate about Lenormand and I mean that grand tableau can like rip you apart just as well as any bone set can, you know, but I've never experienced that with say uh, tarot. Whereas I've experienced that with, uh, you know, playing cards or, 
you know, other Oracle systems, but it all, it's all about the layers for me and like how deep you can actually take them. Right. And for me, and that's one of the things I love too. And at first it was overwhelming because, you know, I don't see 3d just like I didn't see color. I was so used to a linear approach and, you know, laying one card and another card or doing like a series of five or doing a small four square or doing a nine card box, Mm -hmm. you know, that transposing, you know, a three dimensional reading onto a mat and trying to bypass, I'll call it my polar opposites, (laughs) you know, and (laughs) look at something in a completely new light really opened me up. You know, and looking at it, because, you know, I also read tea cards, which similar in style to, you know, Lenormand's, but they are not as strict. They're actually a lot more intuitive. You know, mm-hmm. you use your intuition a lot more with the tea cards than you would do with the Lenormand's. And I love Lenormand's. I've been reading those for years as well. You know, when I started doing the tea cards, it softened my approach. I wasn't such a... Um, <laughs> I'll say it. I wasn't such a bastard in giving bad news. It wasn't as blunt. (laughs) It taught me more on how to, you know, soften my approach and soften my language, you know, when dealing with specific issues. But with the bones, I mean, do do you have specific bones that are like your favorites? Oh, you know, favorite pieces? um, I think I do. (laughs) I've never actually thought about it, but yeah, I definitely do. You know, I have, um, let's see, a Wolverine's bone, a Badger's claw, and a, an Armadillo bone. And okay. when I first got those, I'm sitting there going, man, these are some great pieces. And the first time I threw them and they all landed in a clump together, I sat there looking at it going, man, there's nothing that speaks louder than being backed up into a corner and having to mm-hmm. fight and claw your way out and protect all your assets. And I mean, yep. looking, I just started looking at it, go, man, that was a phenomenal message because at that point I had not really given meaning to those bones. Something was just telling me, throw them, see what happens and mm-hmm. see what spirit is telling you for the meaning of these three. And the thing That's I great. love about the bones is you give them all your own personal meanings. Well, I mean, you might have a base set that has, you know, very particular meanings, but a lot of them are built off of our own experiences, off of our own, you know, problems that we've had or things that we've overcome. So it's very individualized per reader as to what the meanings are. And my set's all over the place. I mean, my set, you know, I have pieces that either talk or don't talk. They either have something uh-huh. to say or they don't have something to say, or they have to tell you, here's the advice, something that you have to listen to or not listen to. So, I mean, mine's all about, you know, how it falls, the position it falls in, aside from what it touches. Some pieces have nothing to say. Other pieces constantly talk. And I think that's what I love about it. It's like there's no reading that's ever going to be exactly the same. And I've seen, you know, like Michelle Jackson, you know, she uses the uh, the six-sided dice for the different mm-hmm. stages of life, you know, starting with the one as being the, the beginning and six being the apogee. And I've actually done readings yep. for people three months apart, and I've actually seen the numbers increase by one digit from one reading to the next, showing the level of life that has changed during that three-month period where they have overcome this, and now they're on that next stage. And it's just like, man, how many times can you throw a dice 
and go from a five well, to a, a six. That's a whole other layer there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, that's a whole other layer there is because your, your bone set, at least in my opinion, is a living thing itself. I mean, the imprint of every reading of every person that has ever crossed, I think on some level there's going to be a spiritual attachment. So your bone set, you've read for this client multiple times, they're as familiar with your client as you are. So your bones and your set has this whole other type of relationship with them at the same time that you do. And so it's working within those parameters of saying, cool, this is your first time, you're at the beginning, you're at the one. Next reading, oh, I see two. So there's a, maybe a choice going on, you know? And the progression, it's, it's stuck there because of spirit, in my opinion. And I think that's what also, I mean, it's kind of what you're getting to about how it's all personal and individual, but it, there's still a pattern and a rhythm and a rhyme to it that's natural, almost fluid-like. Exactly. And, and it's one of those things that, you know, still boggles my mind and shocks me at times. It's like every time I do a reading, it's like, holy shit. It's like, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> you know, it shows me something new each time. And mm-hmm. it strengthens the bond because mine are, mine are very spiritually connected. You know, I've had mine. I've had mine fed. I feed mine on a regular basis. They sit on my ancestral altar. You know, I introduce new pieces to it. I talk to it. I, you know, cleanse it. You know, the same thing I would do with any real major spiritual tool that I have, mm-hmm. you know, I don't do the same with tarot, I, you know, or with the Lenormans or the T's. I don't, you know, I don't feed them. I don't, you know, they don't go on my ancestral altar. They have their own spot. Yeah. My bones are the only things that sit on my ancestral altar, you know, because it is a very strong connection to my ancestors and the guides that I work with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, well even in honoring the spirits of the set itself, um, I'll give an example of, um, I have a lot of fox bones in my set. So a lot of uh, random pieces of really great animals that I've come across recently. Um, a turtle skull, a leaf nose bat uh, vertebrae, and uh, a jawline. And these are all really great pieces to get your hands on. But in honoring these creatures and them being a part of the set, it's also for me honoring the spirit themselves. So, you know, taking a look at something like a bat and its inherent nature for being blind and using second sights and things like that, that all transitions to how it's used in a set. I mean, there, I think in what makes it different is these are things that at one point were living and they still have a natural connection to, you know, the world itself. It's still much, I'm not discrediting cards or anything like that because they're very much tangible. They are a part of the system and stuff like that. But there, there was a lack of, you know, there was no life there. They did not, they weren't a part of the circle of energy and, just the life force that 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 gave and played its role in and that still lives on today in its set. And I think that speaks to, to the whole, I mean, I guess the theme of what we're talking about is all these different layers that bones and spirit work can, can do. And that's all present in those types of readings. And, and thinking about, you know, looking at the bones and looking at the, the life force, because that is a very important part, you know, cards are tangible, but they're also, you know, mm-hmm. man-made. They're also, you know, paper or cardboard or cardstock, you know, we imbue our own energy into those, but taking a bone from an animal that had had an entire life cycle of the birth, you know, whatever traumas it went through, whatever issues it had during life, you know, survival, it's passing, you know, all these things take on such a powerful meaning in the bone sense. They do. 
and that all those different life forces, because it's not just, you know, one living entity in a bone set. It's a microcosm, you know, mm-hmm. of life itself in all different forms, all different animals. And, you know, bats are beautiful creatures, you know, yeah, they're blind, but you know what, they can get their way, they can make their way through the darkest situations naturally. They have that built-in radar that can get through anything at all, you know, it's that natural navigation, you know, they just know they're going to get from wherever they started to wherever they're going to finish and find their way back without an issue. Exactly. And there's another even layer of two of somebody who's, receiving the reading of what that bone might mean to somebody. You know, I think in my experience, a lot of people have certain connections to certain creatures for one reason or not. Like I said, the, the fox is something that I've always been drawn to. It's in my set for a lot of many different reasons, but for people to see like, Oh, that's a dog bone. My dog just passed and that's symbolic to me because of the relationship we had, or, you know, something as simple as, trying to think of another example that's often used um if we're going to like the bat um oh i've always loved bats because they live in the dark but they are so agile and can live in harsh environments there's those there's that layer too that somebody who doesn't know how to read a bone is going to be like oh that means something to me right and when they see those bones you know it's it's well for some people it's kind of a shock because you know they're seeing an actual bone and it might be the first time (laughs) Mm-hmm. They they actually yeah. see a bone, you know, and there are times where I've done readings where I've pointed out, like I have a um, rattlesnake rattle in my set, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of the great. warning. It's a warning piece for me, you know, it's like, hey, mm-hmm. careful, you know, there's something going on that you need to, and people will actually look at it and they will automatically know, she's like, you know what, I, I there's something I need to be careful about because that's a rattlesnake rattle. They rattle whenever they're. Right before they get ready to bite, they're telling you ahead of time, hey, you know, back off, don't get any closer. I, I'm poised and I'm ready to strike. And they see it. Exactly. And they automatically can bring in their own meaning to their own reading. You know, it's really, you know, cards for me a lot of times, because, you know, I'm also a medium. You know, I also mm-hmm. do clairaudience, clairvisuals. You know, so a lot of times my cards are just for show. A lot of times it's just people mm-hmm. want something that they can see and spirits just directly communicating through me. And yeah. people will look at the cards and some of the people I can know, they don't know anything about cards at all. So they can look at certain pictures. All they see are the pictures. They don't see and make a connection with like the actual energy because it's not that tangible, you know, physical bone. They yeah. know that this animal that- had life. Exactly. And I think on some level, when someone goes in to get a card reading versus a bone reading, you almost know what to expect. I can think of countless times when people find out that I'm a bone reader. You're going to read my bones and they like hand me their arm. Tell me what my elbow says or read my fibula. Like it's, it's so funny because it's so different to what people actually think it actually is. And it's just, uh, it's, it's funny just that people can bring their own, views and opinions and things of something as simple as a die versus to a bat to even a rattlesnake rattle you know i've had several readings where people just get terrified because they see you know the raccoon uh baculum next to i'm trying to think of uh, a recent one that was kind of funny for me where 
for me, it seems very mundane, but to someone who's never experienced a bone reading to see a rattlesnake rattle next to a, uh, I have a water snake uh, head in my bone set. And to have these two very snake-like pieces together, I mean, their immediate assumption is just fear and panic when realistically it's about, no, it's about using your head about the information that you've been given regarding something you need to take care of. You know, you're pushing up on space that you don't need to be existing in and you need to reevaluate where you're at in your mental space. And it's just funny how that someone's just view of a dead or living creature can affect that reading. Yeah. And, you know, and I do like, you know, everybody has, you know, like little client pieces or relationship pieces. Mm -hmm. You know, I carry, you know, multiples. I normally I'll use, uh, you know, worry dolls to represent, you know, partners Mm -hmm. in a relationship. And the number of people that have asked me for, you know, the love reading, they instantly look down and the first thing they look at is those worry dolls and where they are, mm-hmm. how far away are they? You know, what's the distance between one piece versus the other? Is one in the past, one in the future? Is one on the top or one on the bottom? Are they close together? And then they start looking for what they feel are the signs of, you know, trouble, <laughs> the trouble yeah. pieces. She's like, okay, what's around? Why is this person all the way back here? And (laughs) it it makes. Are we getting a divorce? (laughs) You know, but what it does is it actually brings that client further into the actual reading. It actually makes it more of an interactive situation for a client because they're also reading their own bones, whether they know it or don't know it. They're they're doing some of their own reading. And and it shocks some of these people. Oh, truly, it really does. And I think the best part about it, though, is it's a shared experience. It's not just the reader receiving the message. I mean, they're fully involved in it. I mean, when I read, I often set out water not only for my spirits and ancestors, but for those who are getting their reading as well. And, And for those people who are experiencing it for the first time, it's you said it earlier, it's that odd awakening of just getting involved, diving right into it and kind of having a sense of what is going on without knowing how you know that because you're involved. You are in that moment and you're receiving the message that you need to receive and you're feeling that spiritual connection just as much as the reader is. And, and it also, you know, aside from that, it, it also gives them more investment in yeah. their actual reading. Cause you know, a lot of times, you know, when I've read cards for like 15 years in a botanica, and no one ever looked at the cards and said, oh, you know, this makes perfect sense without me injecting anything. They came, they sat, and they listened to everything Spirit had to say. And we may have conversations during the actual reading about what messages were coming through for me. But with Bones, there's so much more investment that the clients have from that involvement. It has made things well, just so... It's it's a phenomenal connection, you know, to have with people. Well, because it's painting that 3D picture for you. I mean, you can look at any type of divination system that are cards, because when, and when you look at that visually, nine times out of ten, I'd argue that it's probably going to look the same, you know, whatever layout you're using. But if you are getting a bone reading, we keep talking about the different layers, different pieces touching, you know, and then the shock factor of seeing a rattlesnake rattle next to an alligator paw or next to an old wedding ring or a dog tag or whatever these pieces are, there's going to be an inherent 
memory connection to whatever the pieces are in someone's set that are going to resonate and the client is going to hold on to more than they would if it was just a card reading. It's definitely more personal. It's incredibly intimate. Yes. Uh, now, do you throw all your bones? Because I know there are people that do and there are people that don't. Some just, you know, have a client reach in and grab some and, and drop them. I do throw, yes, I do throw all of my bones. I, I'm the same way. You know, I, even when I started learning how to read bones, I just could not ask a question, grab a few and drop them and, and look mm-hmm. down and, and read. Because for me, I think part of the whole thing for me with bones is seeing where they fall, seeing the grand picture, you know, that the bones are going to paint. And for me, the only way I can do that is to, you know, to throw them all. And see, okay, you have a relationship question, so let's see where, you know, the two client pieces are. Let's see where the hearts are located for the love connection. You know, let's see where the thimble is, you know, for your working environment. You know, let's see what's going on in the things you must know circle. You know, here, here's important stuff that you need to know that's going on right now. And I think, you know, for me, it, it's hard for me to look at other systems, <laughs> with the same with the same excitement i mean and i love other systems but with bones it's one of those things that no matter how much you know there's so much more delving into that you haven't even touched on yet and i think that's one of the best again i mean all the layers yeah yeah. I mean, that's the whole theme here, at least from what I'm getting. And then, I mean, it's, it's a complex system in a very practical and realistic approach. And that's, I think, what appeals to most people is that it looks kind of flashy and it's kind of exotic. And, but it's, it's so much more than that because it really is multi-layered. Um, to go back to your relationship part, I mean – you're looking at those two pieces, but like you, you're looking at that thimble and is it work for like what you do for a living or the work that you're putting into the relationship? That thimble piece is speaking to so much more than just your actual day-to-day work. And so yes. you could throw something completely rogue in there and be like, so you're working to maintain your relationship. Whereas I can tell that your partner isn't. They're mostly focused on some random hobby or whatever. Do they like fishing kind of a thing? And you know, I've had many things happen like that where, you know, this means work, this means this, but it still fits in with this umbrella of their relationship. And then there's the same time where you, you're going back and you're talking back in about where each pile lands or what cluster is. That same piece a minute ago who was talking about working towards a relationship could also be like, oh, he's really stressed out at work. No wonder he doesn't have a lot of time to think about where you're at with the relationship and see all the effort that you're putting through. It's just it's like a continuous cycle. You can spend hours and hours just looking into what those pieces mean. And, and not only that, you know, one throw of all your bones with a question about, tell me what's going on in this client's life. You know, you look at that thimble, mm-hmm. you know, and you look at the relationship. So you know how to answer the questions and give your messages regarding just the relationship. But then you switch over to, mm-hmm. well, what's going on in their actual work environment? Well, now that thimble and the pieces around that thimble take on a completely different meaning. 
You know, so you're looking at one piece with so many different meanings, depending on your question, depending on a situation, you know, it, they all play on one another, but yet, Mm -hmm. like you said, you can spend hours and hours and hours, you know, going through just one particular reading to give what I would Mm -hmm. consider to be like a life reading for somebody, even for like a six month period. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's now, just the whole, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, just the whole process itself is just, I mean, on so many different levels, it's, there's so many meanings behind not only the pieces themselves, but how the message is given and what the client is looking for. You know, it's, it's so unique. The process is just so unique. And that's what I can really say. That's, I think, why I'm so passionate about it is, it's its own entity. It's its own thing. And it keeps breathing life into new things and new situations and all the layers that are attached to one thing. Yeah. And you know, when you do like you do a GT, whether it's Lenormand or whether it's the T cards, you know, mm-hmm. you still look for your certain key key cards. You still look for what's in what certain house, you know, what's surrounding the house or the methods of distance as to how far the people are away from each other or where the situation is from each other. But you're normally focusing on certain aspects, but with bones, it's like, bam, it's all included. It's all in one throw if you look at it. And if you take the time, because a lot of times I have to, you know, stand up and because I still, I still read on the floor. I throw on the floor. Uh-huh. Um, even when I do clients, they sit on the floor right in front of my bovee and my altar and I throw the bones mm-hmm. there and I will have to lift myself up and get the bird's eye view straight down. And I will also get up yeah. and I will move around to the other side and I will look at it in the reverse and I will look mm-hmm. for patterns. I will look for symbols. I will look for, you know, straight lines or circles or spirals, you know, anything that catches my eye as I'm going through this bird's eye view before I actually start. So I can see, okay, I'm looking at, you know, main areas of their life, you know, health, money, you know, love, job, family, you know, and in one throw of all the pieces, I can sit down and start picking, okay, so here's my pieces that represent each of these particular aspects. Mm-hmm. And those I, same pieces could land in the same, same, you know, could touch on multiple different areas. Totally could. You know, and have different meanings. I find it interesting that you get the bird's eye view because that's not something I personally do. I also read on the floor. It's just, I think it's, for me, it's just a lot of fun. You're down on the ground. I often do it barefoot uh, and encourage my clients to do the same. Um, But I've never actually gotten up to get a bird's eye view for it. I mean, I can see the value in that. I totally can. That's awesome. Um, But I wonder for myself if I would, if that would change the message for me, how I'm interpreting it because I'm, I'm moving around and I'm, I might have to. I might have to try that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, somebody mentioned it to me, and I can't remember who it was that said it to me. You know, and they said, "Well, try doing this." I said, "Okay, well, you know, I've never tried doing that, so let me go ahead and try doing that." And it puts certain things into a different perspective, looking straight down mm-hmm. and doing like a three sixty around it, and looking at it from every angle and then sitting back down where I normally do. Cause now I have this overall big, huge picture of everything from the top down. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but I also, and from that point, I'm able to see more of lines, images, shapes, you know, coming from the top down. Um, I have not found that it has changed how I deliver messages as much as how much message I can now provide. Because when I'm sitting and I'm looking at it, because I'm kind of at an angle, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing it from one point of view, which is why I put myself up to look at it. So I have a different viewpoint. It's almost like getting a second opinion (laughs) for me. (laughs) Well, and you have a rather large set, don't you? Um, I think I'm probably over 150 pieces, probably close to 160 at the moment. Okay. Yeah. So my set sits about at 82, 83 pieces at any given time. So I definitely see the benefit of getting a bigger view of things when you've got that many pieces. Yeah, and and it and it's going to continue to grow. I mean, it, there's it, there's no stopping it now. I still got I've got like five other pieces that are sitting on my uh, my table near my computer that I have not added yet. Um, you know, horse bone and uh, a couple of other shark teeth and some skunk teeth, uh, skunk jaws, a skunk tooth. Oh, very um, cool. I because I ran into those. You know, I have the the atlas bone of the skunk i actually have two and i Mm -hmm. painted one red because you know skunks are also about respect but they're also really good fighters (laughs) you have to be careful of so i wanted to differentiate between you know knowing when you need respecting something and knowing when you just step in a pile of you know what so i painted the one red because that's that that's kind of another warning thing that something's just rotten in Denmark. Mm-hmm. Well, skunks for me too. I mean, they're, they're just a fun little cute kind of little creature. Um, they're actually good for like the ecosystem and the environment that they live in. They eat smaller bugs and they take care of all the nasty things that most people don't want around them. And for me, it's fascinating that when they um, release their, their stunk, um, it actually does more harm to them. It knocks them out for a couple of days. It, it like depletes all their resources. And so that itself speaks to me as a bone reader of what those bones can mean in your set. When you, when you find a piece, what's your process like? Do you, you know, immediately once you see it, do you just kind of collect things and it just kind of happens over time? What's that process like for you? Um, well, for me, it's kind of interesting because, you know, I get a lot of pieces online. Um, and a lot of times when I get them, I already know what meaning I'm looking for. And when I see them, I order them because I've already got a meaning in mind. Um, there are pieces that okay. I do find and pieces that I have. Like I still have a Civil War domino sitting on my desk, uh, sitting on my altar that I have not added yet. And it's been there for eight months. Um, but it is slowly kind of getting to that point where right now with all the shit going on in the world, mm-hmm. that piece is starting to speak about, you know, war and about all the stuff that's going on in our current society mm-hmm. and all of the injustice that's taking place. And, you know, these poor kids that are locked up in, you know, detention centers and all of the, yeah. you know, parents that are missing. So it's, it's slowly speaking to me about, you know, the injustice and the family separation, which is kind of odd, you know, when people think about, because, you know, sometimes people have certain meanings for dominoes. Mm-hmm. And this one sat, and, and I knew, you know, it's just like, 
it doesn't want to talk yet. I'll leave it there. I said, eventually, you know, yep. it's either going to want to be in my set or not. And when it exactly. decides it wants to tell me, it'll start speaking to me. And it only recently within like the last 48 hours actually started saying, Hey, I think I'm ready. And just well, and look at all the, the best part about it too. You said like Domino, you said that most people, I mean, I have one of my set as well. And I know a couple of readers do, and we all have a similar meaning for what the domino means, but I mean, that is your set. The best, the best thing about that, that domino can say what the heck it wants to say to you. And exactly. No one can tell you different. And I, I've, I've come into that a lot recently. No, well, maybe not super recently, maybe in the last year in people getting exposed to bone reading and making sets and everybody's, I think there's a piece that people often miss when they're first starting to build a set. Um, people get stuck on the word traditional. Well, this means this traditionally. Well, this means this. Well, sure. It does. It can. But what does it mean to you? Just because, you think it traditionally quote unquote means this, that piece could be speaking completely differently. If you were to use that civil war domino for being aware of a situation or, you know, having insight or connecting to other pieces of humanity or whatever, and that's not what that piece means. You set into your set, it's going to throw that whole thing off and your whole set is going to read differently. Exactly. And one of the other things too, you know, I'm a very um, symbolic based diviner you know so i read symbols i read images and everything has to do with what they actually mean to me so i don't follow rules either i love lenormand's i have loved learning the traditional meanings and the traditional ways of reading them but i will still break rules and i will still read them however i want to read them because they're (laughs) my they're, they're my images you know that's working with my symbolic methods of divination which allows me to pretty much read almost anything um, yeah. you know, I don't know if you're familiar with soul cards, you know, soul cards are these cards that this woman made where she does, it's kind of like a reverse painting. Okay. And yeah, all these, different, um, instead of painting directly on paper, you actually paint a, a board and then you lay the paper over and you use your fingers and you do the drawing on the back side, which transfers the paint oh. to the actual paper. And then you move it to another board where there's another color and you continue to work until you have an actual image. So it's almost like a, a mirror okay. type painting. Very cool. But every single one of them has absolutely no meaning whatsoever in the deck. The only way you get a meaning is from your own intuition, from your own spirits, from your own symbolic combination of divining so when you look at these it's for me that's my second go-to aside from bones now is the soul cards because i look at those and it's just like here i've got a picture of a person with a gold cord coming out of their stomach reaching up to a full moon that's smiling and engulfed and there's this big sublime look on the person's face and you know for me very symbolically i look at it and just like look you know what I am drawing down that energy of the moon, that energy of the emotions. I'm riding that high right now emotionally. So whatever question is posed and that card comes up, you know, it may have different meanings, but the overall meaning is what I have assigned it. Yeah. There's, you know, still, a, there's still a layer of structure to it. But it's all my own structure. 
the, the artist gives you, you know, they don't give you any info. They say, look, you know, you can use them as therapy cards. You can use them as divination tools, you know, um, kind of like ink blot, you know, uh-huh. the ink blot Russia. cards where people can sit there and they look at it and every person's going to see something different. Well, what do you see in this? Well, let's, let's see why you see this image. You know, what's the cause to make you have this image now coming out of this, you know, what's it, what's the attachment there? You know, searching the why for that. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, and I find the same thing with bones is because, you know, I assign like my, my set, you know, traditionally, you know, people have full set of bones or, you know, and they look at how closely it lands according to the normal shape of the natural skeleton of the, of the actual animal, you know, the closer it Mm -hmm. is, the better things are, the farther things are away from the natural, um, I'll call it silhouette for lack of a better word, because I can't think of one at the moment. (laughs) Um, You know, the worst things are, but over time, you know, we've added, you know, bones and shells and curios and charms and nuts and seeds and you know anything can be considered a bone Mm -hmm. well i do have a set just of pure red fox bones that i use with no other shells or curios to divine with and for me the system is very similar to i would say you know using bones and other things as well but i think there's another level to just a pure species bone set. Um, this again, the structure there completely kind of changes. You just explained it yourself, like keeping things closer to the way the skeletal falls. Like, oh, your hip is away from your neck, like a lot. There's even within that. So I want to amend a statement I made earlier about being a rule breaker. I do like to break <laughs> the rules, but I do think that there is uh, a need to know the rules inside and out. So if you have to break them, you can. Um, yes. And I think that's how it not only does that describe me as a person, I'm kind of laughing at myself like, holy cow, that's kind of a really nice reflective piece of myself. <laughs> no, <the rules laughs> so I can break them. Um, but just, I think that feeds into, um, you know, just any type of divination system because it is so personal just regarding bones, but also just the relationship with spirits. I mean, I think there are limits, even like just hearing, I, I might have to go pick up a set of these soul cards just to see what you're talking about. But um, I'll send you the link after the show so that you can see them. Yeah, that'd be great. There's, um, to me, there's some, there's always some rhythm or rhyme to all these things is what I'm getting at. <laughs> yes. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I do love breaking rules. However, you know, the first thing I always do and I always recommend to every person that wants to become a reader or a diviner or anything else is to learn your shit. Learn mm-hmm. the system that you want to divine in. You know, if you're going to be a tarot reader, learn tarot front and back. Lenormans, learn it front and back. Learn all the rules, the language, you know, the how to add the things together. Learn your spreads. Learn the correlations between what cards work with what, the combinations. You know, learn the very basic fundamentals. Build upon that and know that system inside out. Once you exactly. have done so then that, you can get to the you know, go ahead. Oh, I, I think I'm actually about to say what you're going to say. Once you develop that foundation, you can read most anything. Yeah. And you can expound upon your own personal existence spiritually. 
you know, and inject your own intuition. You know, it, it's oh. hard to, you know, bring your intuition into something that you don't have the understanding of yet. You know, you have to know the foundation. You have to know the language structure. You have to know the sentence structure. You know, how all these cards play together. Like, I don't know how to read playing cards yet. Eventually, you know, that'll be another, that'll be another thing I'll learn. You know? And at some point, what'll end up happening, you know, and at some point what'll happen is, you know, it'll start blending with cards that have playing card inserts in them. And the correlations that particular cards, like, you know, Lenormand's have playing card inserts on some of the decks, you know, what's the correlation on this particular card with this particular insert, you know, and that brings another layer. And there we go again. (laughs) It's all about the layers. Layers. We're, we're making Shrek jokes and onion jokes. We're just layers, a bunch of ogres. Is that a fat joke? No. <laughs> it, for, for me, in all of this, I mean, with I mean, I'm I feel blessed enough that I there are many divination systems that I can work within. Um, and again, it's because of my relationship with spirit and how I view myself as a spiritual worker. I mean. I like the ability that I'm at a point in my life where I'm anywhere and I can be like, cool, you've got dominoes. Cool, you've got playing cards. Oh, you're drinking hot tea. Let me tear that tea bag up, you know. Oh, we're out having a beer. Chug your beer. Let me read your beer foam. For me, all those levels are, like, so important just because of where I'm at spiritually that it's not so much the system. It's uh, giving the message and where I'm at at the time and what I can use to deliver that message. So, I yeah. mean – the versatility is huge for me in all this stuff, which is why I like to like pride myself on, you know, using a whole bunch of resources because, you know, sometimes I'll even I'll openly admit it, bones aren't always the case for me. You know, nope. sometimes that's not what I need for a certain client. You know, sometimes it's, it is playing cards. Sometimes it is, you know, the I Ching. I mean, there's can be all kinds of different things of like advice or wisdom. And it's just all matters. All that matters to me is what is most effective for the client and looking for their message. Yeah. And you know, and it's, I, I, bones are not always my go-to. They're the ones I would love that I love to go to for most things. However, I do have clients that come in the minute they walk in the door, I look at them. I look at my altar, my spirit says, Nope, uh, we're going to pull out the key cards (laughs) or we're going to sit and have a cup of tea. And I'm going to do the tea leaves because I read those too. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of goes hand in hand with the tea cards, you know, that I read from tea with Karen you know, learning how to read the actual symbols and the images in the tea set since I am, you know, a symbolic reader for the most part. Yep. You know, I well, have I've had my... cases where it's just like no tools. You just go straight yeah. to your mediumship and it's just like, oh, we're in this right now. We're talking. This is, this is what we're doing. You know, I have, you know, one of my friends who's also one of my students, you know, I'm doing a reading for him one day and I'm trying to show him, look, you know, I've got like seven, eight, nine different systems right here in front of you. Mm-hmm. I said, we're going to ask one question. I said, and we're going to pull three or four or five cards from each system. I said, and mm-hmm. you'll see the correlation between the same types of answers from the same types of system, from different systems with that same question. And literally every single poll basically said the exact same thing. And in the middle of it, I'm sitting there and I look at him and I said, 
which spirit is with you right now? Who is it that used to smack their lips? I said, because all I'm hearing, I said, it's been annoying me for the past 15, 20 minutes. It's just like, (laughs) well, his grandmother used to do that to get people's attention. (laughs) Oh, and and he started laughing. I said, I said, so now I know why she has been doing this for the past half hour, 15, 20 minutes or so. <laughs> I said, she's been getting my attention and it's been quite annoying because initially I thought it was like somebody chewing bubble gum. And he goes, how did you know that? I said, I have the relationship with my spirits. I said, and before I do any work, I said, I call upon whoever my client, my client is. I call upon their ancestors to come so that we can give you messages, you know, not just from my own spirits, I said, but, you know, directly from your own side of the family, from your blood lineage, saying, hey, look, this is something that's important. And just in case you're not aware, you know, here's a little sign for you on where these messages are coming from. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times for me, it's funny because a lot of times some spirits like to just fuck with me. (laughs) <laughs> they could easily present themselves and show, you know, a little old lady with the gray hair, you know, a brooch or whatever it is, visually off to the side on one side, so I'll know whether it's the maternal or the paternal. Um, but some of them will just literally sit there and want to fuck with me. And they will just do, like, that lip-smacking sound continuously. And that's the only thing they'll say, is they'll just sit there and keep yeah. making that sound. Now, well, they're saying other things through the cards and everything else, but they're not making themselves known as to who they are. They're just saying, look, here's this person making this lip-smacking sound that's giving you these messages. Your, yeah. me- your, your thing to do now is to tell me who the heck it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, that you, so well, I know I that you understand. Exactly. Go and ahead. for me to wrap this all into one thing, you made a great point there. You know, it's realistically not about us. <laughs> you it's know? not. Um, it's, so it's about whatever the clients or whoever is sitting the reading needs at that moment or is looking for and wisdom or guidance, you know, it's, it, we're often just a vessel, <laughs> you know? And so whether it comes in as the chewing gum, lip smacking, presenting things, I've had some weird spiritual encounters for clients who, you know, full of foul mouth and rage and funny stuff, but it's like how that client knew them and that's what they appreciated from them and it was that form that they remembered who they were that's when they needed that message and so no matter I think for me it's just how it comes through it's <laughs> fuck with me all you want but let's get to the point you know <laughs> like I'd, I'd be I'd pushing back at that spirit like all right what's the problem come on who is this and get a little more aggressive <laughs> but but you know what I mean and we know spirit changes after somebody passes and they elevate themselves. Mm-hmm. They've seen all the things that they've done in life and they want to make atonements to, you know, for some of the stuff that they've done in life and they've taken on a different energy. But when it comes to passing a message to somebody to say, Hey, here's who I am. They mm-hmm. come right down to, this is how you know me. So this is how yep. I'm going to give the information. This is how I'm going to present myself so that you know that, this was who I was in life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes some of the shit they tell you is funnier than shit. <laughs> or darkest shit too. Been there. Ain't no, ain't nothing secret <laughs> among spirits. I will say that. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you know. So now you also own the, or co-own the 
Skull Bone Emporium. You know, I sure do. You... I am the second half to that. The other half is Professor Ames, who has been on the show. Yes. I love Professor Ames. He's a phenomenal He's a great guy. guy. Yeah. You know, oh, just like you. I mean, who would have thought that we'd be talking about bones in this detail and in this depth? for for an hour so far you know so what are the Mm -hmm. things that the Skullbone Emporium offers you know what can people expect you know going there well the big thing right now is what the main focus is is on we've extended uh, a portion of this uh, Skullbone to a school so where people right now are taking uh, an arraignment of classes online or in person given on whatever topic. Right now, the main focus is a year of conjure, and they are six-week blocks of different things that exist within that practice. So our next segment that starts, not next week, but the following week, is a six-week course on roots and, you know, the traditional use of uh, herbs and roots as not only medicinal purposes, but also magical purposes as well. So we, we spent today joking about four different herbs and their uses regarding things like Angelica, Verbena, Foxtail, and not only their tangible, real-life, mundane, muggle uses is what we were joking about, you know, for, you know, teas and stuff, but also what they're used for magically, you know, and so that's kind of where a lot of our focus is right now, but we're also doing a lot of things of, we've got a ton of products between baths, oils, powders, um, we do client work, we each have our own chunk of clients that we work with for, you know, spiritual work, bone reading, just anything. We're kind of all over the place. We do all the things. All the things. I love that saying. (laughs) I love that saying. Because, you know, I have friends of mine that live out of the country that always want to come over and visit. And it's like, well, what do you want to do when you're here? It's like, oh, I want to do all the things. I want to see all the things. It's like, you know, that's a tall order, right? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Do all the things, see all the things, be all the things, you know? You know, but it's great that it is a spot for people to go to to learn a vast amount of information, you know, and take courses on, you know, roots and on conjure and, you know, products that you offer as well as, you know, readings and consultations, you know, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, I believe the website is actually skullboneemporium.com. That is correct. And there's, there's a couple Instagram pages floating around as well. Um, but although it has all of our information, I mean, he and I are both very similar in what we want to do. I mean, we are, what we're doing is to help, you know, that's our main goal in all of this is, you know, I always make the joke, sometimes in life you need that little extra and you don't always know what that little extra is. And if I've got it, I want to share it. So. Right. And, you know, it's like me with divination. You know, I love sharing what I know. I love sharing you know, the people that I know and the different traditions mm-hmm. and the different religions and cultures and the different communities yep. and the different styles that we all have, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's because it's not all about me. I mean, I could make the show, you know, it's the Mike Lennon show with <laughs> Professor Jackass. That's me. No, it's, you know, it, it's not about me. It's about giving back to the community <laughs> that, you know, has taught me how to read, that has lifted me up spiritually. Well, that's the big thing for the circle in which I exist in is we're all about community. That's the main focus of all of ours is like building each other up, supporting one another. You know, that's the foundation to many things in life is community. And, you know, right. it's easy to exist in a world where people are tearing people down and trying to slander and make someone look bad just so they can put their name in the pot and get some attention. But I mean, it, it comes down to it all being about community. 
it does. You know, as Professor Porterfield always says, who happens to be with us in chat, you know, one wave lifts all ships. And I figured I would say that before he chatted it into the chat room because, you know, he always has these great pearls of wisdom. <laughs> and, you, and, you know, and I agree, you know, in this day and age, you know, as spiritual people and as, you know, people from, you know, traditional, whether it's the African traditional religions, whether it is the, you know, traditions out of Mexico, whether it's the traditions out of the Native American for the shamans, you know, mm-hmm. we need to be strong together more now than ever before with everything that's going on, exactly. you know, in our country. And exactly. we have to stand together as one without saying, look, you know, let's put everybody else down. I'm, you know, the big man on the block this week. It's like, no, I said, you know what? Right. Just because I'm a Hungan doesn't mean that I am better than anyone else. It means I have yep. more work that I have to do you have more because to I have more responsibility. <laughs> yep. I said, exactly. My job is to help you reach a new level of your life. And for me, it moves to another person who helps lift you to an even higher level. And the person behind me lifts me and I lift the one in front of me and we lift each other. And we stand together as a giant community as a whole, you know, and it's one of the reasons why, you know, when I started getting back online, I started getting back into the divination table. It was like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want it to be all about just mini readings. I don't want it to be all about, you know, it's all me. I want it to be about Mm -hmm. the people that I bring on, the cultures that they're from you know, their background, where they grew up, how they grew up into these traditions, what's the importance, you know, because for me, you know, we're rule breakers, but, you know, we understand the importance of what are the roots. And I don't mean roots as in the yeah. plants. I'm talking the yeah. roots of society, the roots of our why community. Why it is the way it is. Right. And why we live the way we live, you know, how we came, you know, how we were brought up in whether it is, you know, a root working community or whether it's a Hungan community in Haitian Vodou, whether it is, you know, from Puerto Rico, you know, there are roots that we have to learn, that we have to understand, that we have to look back at and say, you know, this was built and cultivated out of all of this crap, out of necessity, out of pain and out of hurt, you know, and we can't forget that. And I think there's a lot of people, unfortunately, that do forget you know, Very where everything so. originated piece from. of it that they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, they take the here today, gone tomorrow approach to a lot of things. It's like, oh, I'll take what I need and I'll just keep moving forward, but I'm not going backwards. I'm not looking at, but you have to look back. You have to sit there and say, look, you know, exactly. we started there and here we are today. You know, how did we exactly. get where we are? So, Exactly. And there's it's that whole process of, you know, still supporting and lifting up those before us in all areas. Exactly. And we're, we're right at about, you know, eight, uh, yeah, an hour and uh, six minutes into the show. I do know that you have another appointment to make after this. Um, so I, I wanted do. to give a shout out to <laughs> Auntie Chrissy, who joined us in the chat room, as well as Professor Porterfield. I did want to make mention of the Mile High Conjure Gala coming up in September on the 29th and the 30th. You can find information at conjuregala.com. Wonderful people that are going to be teaching real conjure from real workers. And, you know, also check out, you know, it's 12 o'clock somewhere on Spreaker.com with host Candelo Cambisa. Would you like to say our final goodbyes to our wonderful audience? 
Well, thank you all for listening, Michael. Thank you very much for having me. I enjoyed this very much. You are a great host. Um, I try, I guess but I have great, I have great enough, guests. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just think if I want to leave anybody with one thing, you know, just moving forward with divination or any type of work, you know, do your best to walk in your most authentic self. I think that's the best anyone can hope for to do any good for anyone. Exactly. And on that note, I hope you have a wonderful and blessed evening. We will see you all next week at the same time at 7 p.m. on Thursday for more Divination Table. Have a great day and God bless. Have a good one. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.